Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio with your hosts, Anthony and Amy Russo. Grace and Peace Radio is a weekly Christian podcast where together we'll discuss how we can apply God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. All right, we are back. Welcome once again. Welcome, everyone. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on Grace and Peace Radio. I am Anthony. And I am Amy. And today, we want to talk about the hope of heaven. Yes. That is our topic today. You know, the whole point of what we do, we try to encourage ourselves, encourage you in all the aspects of the Christian life. And really, one of the aspects that's so important for us to to keep encouraging ourselves with is this hope of heaven. That this this is not our home where we're at. This is temporal, um, temporary, mm-hmm. and our, as it says, our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah, yeah. As believers. Yeah. Before we get started, I do want to make a quick announcement. If you've not had a chance yet, uh, we're pretty excited. We just got in some some of the samples of the products that we now have in our little Grace and Peace Radio store. Yeah, and it's I have to say, I was pretty excited. Yeah, They're so, cool. So if you go out to graceandpeaceradio.com forward slash shop, and you can see the link in the show notes as well, you can go and see all the, the things that we've got there. We've got uh, little tote bags and mugs and hats and shirts and you know all the usual stuff but uh they're they're pretty cool i'm, so, I'm excited because the the mug that uh you got for me is actually my tea size mug right which is a mug not it's a 15 ounce mug instead yeah. of uh the typical 11 ounce mug yeah and so what i thought i would do today is i've got my <laughs> this is my grace and peace radio <laughs> mug and this is my old one. And you can and tell the difference, right? That's listeners? right. I know. <laughs> and so so here is the old one with the old logo. Okay. This is Theater of the Mind. Okay. And then this is the new one with the new logo. Which, listeners, by the way, he's got it literally in front of the microphone well, as if I, that makes it better. I want the microphone to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the point where, you know, if you're in your car or whatever, you go, ooh. <laughs> ah. So there we go. And Just humorous, folks. Right, exactly. So if you want to know, uh, so these are really cool little ceramic mugs, you know, a typical coffee mug with the Grace and Peace Radio logo. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you want to speak into it, uh, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> So see, this is theater in the mind. You're like, hey, that's a really good sounding mug. I should, I should buy one for all my family for Christmas. <laughs> my tea and or coffee yeah, would be exactly. very happy there. And if you hold it up to your ear, you can hear the ocean. <laughs> Let me see if I can get this on microphone. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> We've officially so, lost it. So there you go. We Grace and Peace Radio lost mugs. it. And... Uh, here is the Grace and Peace Radio baseball cap. There's two kinds out there. There's one that's a kind of a distressed dad hat, which cracks me up because it's not that. I don't know what that means. It's not that dad is distressed. It's that it's (laughs) a dad hat. Well, you never know. Right. If you are distressed, it's a great hat for you. 
But the idea is that it's already got some tears and nicks on it and everything. So it kind of looks like it's worn, like it's been... Okay, sort of like torn jeans. Yeah, so it's oh, really okay. a it's a dad hat that is distressed, is what they're... I'll just I take your word for it's it. What they call <laughs> it's it. a marketing I, thing. Exactly. I didn't make it up, but but I got the one that's not distressed. And it's got the Grace and Peace Radio logo on there, the mm-hmm. letters and stuff. So it, it they did a it great job. It looks nice. The embroidery is nice, yeah. and you look quite handsome in so, there. So so let me let me let me model this for you. There you go. Ta da! There you go. Isn't that theater of the mind? Theater of the mind. So I know you're you're impressed, <laughs> or not? <laughs> right. So there you go. That's uh, th- that's There's a little bit show. of the Grace. And- yeah. Th- thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Uh, well we get to have fun in this life and we get to look forward to the next life that's my segue which i believe we will have fun in as well yeah amy let me ask you something and we really haven't talked too much about this before we now we decided to just do off the cuff right what are you looking forward to about heaven i think that most obvious is being able to be with jesus and in my mind, you know, to see him, to look him eye to eye, to talk with him, and in equal measure, being able to talk to the apostles and hang out with Peter and Paul or Andrew, you know, mm-hmm. the, the ones that don't necessarily get as much uh, press time in the Bible, and just different saints. And obviously... Family, although to be perfectly honest, I don't dwell on that too much because there's so many of my family members that aren't saved. Mm. So I don't dwell on that too much. But uh, but yeah, just seeing saints of old. I agree. You know, I think those are all aspects of heaven that I certainly look forward to. Of course, you know, seeing the Lord and saints and so on. I think for me, one of the things I look forward to is no more sin. You know, just yeah. as Amy scratches her <laughs> skin. <laughs> Please delete that. It didn't even cross my mind. I was trying not to make noise and I do it right in front of the microphone. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> my face red now theater of the mind oh good grief that was awful Uh, (laughs) but what i started to say was of course besides seeing the lord and and seeing you know these heroes of of the bible you know heroes of the faith no more sin just knowing that the race is done that by god's grace I will have crossed the finish line. And so no more tears, no more trials, no more uncertainty, no more doubt, no more fear, no more no more sin, no more temptation, no more sin. Yeah, that's that's a good good point. I I have to say that's something that I would have trouble wrapping my mind around. Yeah, that that whole idea of Finishing the race, but in the bigger component of no more sin, no more temptation, no more battling mm-hmm. sin. Right. 
yeah. every day. And of course, the music. Mm-hmm. Not only the music of the angelic host and what is that like, but also what is the music like of the saints as they bring all their different cultures and not just their mm-hmm. cultures, but their eras of history. That's true. So too. now you've got that whole aspect. Mm-hmm. I look forward to being able to sing well. Right. And to be able to sing in front of an orchestra. There you Just go. Just a beautiful orchestra yep. and having that sound around you as mm-hmm. you sing and praise God. Yeah. You know, those are things that I'm looking forward to. You mentioned, for instance, uh, you mentioned family. One of the things that I was thinking of leading up to this recording was I don't know many believers in my family, right? I, In some mm-hmm. respect, I think that I'm the first of my family generations to, to be a believer. But the Lord knows. And so I'm interested when I get to heaven. I mean, my mom, she became a believer before, before she died, before she went to be with the Lord. I'm interested when I get there to be welcomed by family that I didn't, I never even knew, you know, that who's my relative from 500 years ago or a thousand years ago or 2000 years ago, you know, uh, my great, great times 20 grandmother, grandfather or whatever. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it going that far back, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that'll be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, really? We're we're related, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, you're you're the reason I'm short. <laughs> Thanks. You had to go there, huh? Well, you know, I guess my cynicism won't be in heaven. So it's well, you never know. But on a more serious note, because you know, talking about heaven is is important, and being aware of it is important. But there are times that I, I contemplate, what are we going to be aware of when we're in heaven? In terms of, are we going to be aware of who's not there? And are we going to feel regret at what that looks like? Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think we will... We'll know who's not there, obviously. I mean, family members, friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Spurgeon talks about on the great day how a mother will cheer that the Lord casts her unbelieving child into hell for not believing the gospel that that a mother will cheer for the glory of the lord that the lord is getting justice and glory from that act mm-hmm. and which is a, a it's a radical thought to think about but it's true i mean ultimately our focus our our greatest desire is that the lord would have glory and the lord would receive glory and when the lord writes every wrong and the Lord opens the books and settles accounts, we will cheer not for the destruction of those people. Right. But 
that the Lord is receiving glory, that all that was done against his commands, against his authority, against his sovereignty is, is judged and is dealt with. And that the Lord regains, not regains, but the Lord's righteousness prevails. Mm -hmm. And so we will cheer. And so I think, I think we'll know, but it's not going to bother us. Yeah. I'd like to think that. I mean, I really would because it's, uh, it, you know, obviously you don't care when it's the darkness of principalities and princes and, you know, sure. those of this world that right, right. have been wicked and oppressive and those kinds of things. It's a little harder when it hits close to home. Right. So. Yeah. It's one thing to, to imagine a Hitler being judged and, you know, thrown into hell. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to imagine our own loved ones in this life. Right. Right. But again, we will love the Lord more at that point and we will focus on his glory. And so it wouldn't, yeah, yeah, I would think that we would have a better in that moment. We would have that finally gain the knowledge and appreciation of God's justice. Right. In its fullness. Mm -hmm. Right. And therefore not be bothered. Right. So there's so many aspects of heaven, right? The food. Mm -hmm. What What's that going to be like? The animals. Yes. We know there are going to be animals there. Scripture talks about that. So that will be pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just think of the vividness of colors and the sky and, you know, rain really just for the point of rain's beauty because rain can be beautiful sure absolutely uh, mountains and seas and mm -hmm. i i just think of it as being having an extra vibrancy to all right. of it right as a result of it being heaven i'm reminded of for those of you who maybe have didn't grow up with listening to keith green from the early you know late 70s early 80s i'm reminded of a statement he makes at the beginning of one of his songs that was recorded live. And he, he talks about how the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord created the earth, the heavens and the earth in six days. And I don't know if there are literal six days or not. Some scientists would say yes. Some, or some theologians would say yes. Some scientists would say no. All I know is if this world took six days, and, you know, and Jesus said he, he's gone to prepare a place for us. And that, that home has taken 2,000 years. Then he says, hey, man, this world is living in a garbage can <laughs> compared to what's going on up there. True. And obviously some, some Keith Green uh, tongue-in-cheek there. Right. But I think he's right that, you know, we can't even imagine what the Lord has prepared mm -hmm. for eternity. And he says a home. Yeah. I go to prepare yeah. a place for you. Mm -hmm. As far as believers go, I, I was reading that one of the things that inspired this episode, I told you I was finishing up reading George Whitfield's journals from his early days of, of ministry in his early 20s. And he remarks on page, it's 479 in, in my version of this. Uh, this is... And I think it's about 1740, 1741, somewhere around there. Anyway, he meets up with 
he comes over from England to America and again, and he meets up with Jonathan Edwards and Jonathan Edwards's father and mother. And he, he just loves Jonathan Edwards's, he loves Jonathan Edwards and he loves his father Mm -hmm. and, and mother. And so he says, as soon as the sermon was over, I rode a mile and a half and preached to a thronged congregation belonging to old Mr. Edwards, father of Mr. Edwards of Northampton. That's Jonathan Edwards. After exercise, which I guess he means after church, we supped at the house of old Mr. Edwards. His wife was as aged, I believe, as himself. And I fancied that I was sitting in the house of a Zacharias and Elizabeth. I parted from him and his son, who came with me thus far, with regret. But, blessed be God, we shall meet in eternity. Lord grant that I may always comfort myself with this thought. That's cool. It is cool. And so it's a reminder that we ought to comfort ourselves with this thought, with this thought of heaven. And also, as I was reading it, I made a little note next to it, and and they have enjoyed it. Because they have been reunited in heaven for all these years, humanly, mm-hmm. you know, almost three hundred years. Well, not quite three hundred, but still, uh, two hundred and fifty years. So, humanly, where obviously there's no time in heaven anymore, uh, as far as we understand it. But so it's just really cool too that all of them are there. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 cross that finish line. Mm-hmm. They made it, and by God's grace and. Uh, and so they've they've got the sweet reunion. And several times throughout his journals, he makes that kind of a comment about looking forward to heaven, looking forward to reunion, and so forth. And you just um, made me think about you know that he he says that several times throughout these journals. And there's a lot of journal entries. This is a, a thick book, and that's not even his whole life. I have to wonder if because of because I when reading Elizabeth Prentice's letters and journals, there's a lot of talk on heaven and seeing people in heaven. I wonder because life expectancy at that point in time was so small on average that I don't know. You gotta wonder if maybe they were just more aware of heaven. Or it it was more at the forefront of their mind mm-hmm. because there's a lot more sicknesses and women ch- dying in childbirth and sure all of that possibly possibly I think all Christians regardless of how long they live whatever all Christians ought to be thinking about heaven and and comforting themselves with heaven I think that's really Agreed. a natural thing it's supernatural. I mean, it can only happen when you're born again, mm-hmm. but for the Christian, it becomes now a natural thing. And that's the difference, again, between the the lost person, the unsaved person who lives in fear of death, mm-hmm. and the Christian where now that fear of death is removed by Jesus. Right. And so we can look forward to it with hope. I remember hearing a quote from R.C. Sproul, he was talking about it. He said, he doesn't fear death, but he fears dying. Right. 
And that was before he had ever gotten mm-hmm. sick. He was still in really good health. He was probably only in his 50s or 60s at that point. That was his thing. Is that he, he feared the process of dying. Right. That may well be. You know, I, I know none of us really wants to be suffering or what have you. Lingering. Right. But the fear of death itself, we don't we don't have that anymore mm-hmm. as believers, nor do I believe that we should. Agreed. And one of the things I'm reading now is a French pastor in the 18 mid 1800s, Adolf Monod, M O N O D. He was a renowned pastor, preacher, scholar at the time. And then he got sick. I'm not exactly sure what he had, but it was one of those lingering illnesses for, I guess, the last maybe six, seven, eight months of his life. And he was bedridden and really suffered in in a lot of pain. Well, every Sunday night, a group would come together. They'd have a small communion service together Mm -hmm. at his home. And then he would just give a few words, you know, really a homily is how it's described of just some exhortation on some aspect of the Christian life. So I'm reading that now and it's, it's just fascinating because here is a person just like you and me, whose faith is in Jesus Christ, just like you and me, and he is facing imminent death. And yet out of that, you see this rock solid faith, not this Pollyanna, not this um, emotionalism or anything, you know, anything. This is bedrock faith that changed a person. And I mean, he, he knows where he's going and he knows his Lord and he knows, you know, and the Lord is with him through this, this time of suffering. And it's fascinating to read all of this. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And I'll share more about that on some future episode. And it's free, by the way, there's, it's, it's a, there's, you can get it on PDF just out on the internet. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes, but I think every Christian ought ought to be, it's unnatural for somebody who professes to be a Christian, not to look forward to heaven. I think that's learned though. Because I, I wasn't like that early on in my Christian walk. I I still was, I knew that I was going to heaven, but because it's such an unknown, it's the learning of, you know, trust and obey. Just trust the Lord and read your Bible. And obviously I hadn't been in the Bible as much, but I was still squirmy about the whole idea of death. And it's really, that's, that's developed over time to where I have an appreciation to live as Christ, to die as gain. It took me forever to understand what that phrase meant. But to have an appreciation and to look forward to the fact. You know, I, I can have conversations with my mom, who's 85, and we just have matter-of-fact conversations about it but we both know where she's going. And so there's comfort in that. Mm -hmm. Right. I I can understand that. I can appreciate that idea that it's not like 
as soon as somebody repents and believes the gospel, now they're like, man, I can't wait to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're right. First of all, as with everything in our old lives, there's a lot that the Lord is patient to un- have us unlearn. Exactly. And then to learn. So one of those things, for example, would be the unlearning that I have to fear death. Mm-hmm. And then the learning that I can look forward to death, to eternal life, really, is what you're looking forward to. The, yeah. Yeah. that, And that's probably the better way to phrase it. Right. That yeah. death to life. Yeah. A couple of thoughts I, I have about that. Let's say you've, a person's been a professing Christian for some time, okay, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I believe that if a person, if a Christian doesn't have a hope of heaven, that there are maybe like three reasons why that would be the case. One, they're ignorant of the benefit. Okay, and that okay. kind of maybe goes to the what you were talking about with a new Christian, let's mm-hmm. say, that they're ignorant of that that also is part of the, the package, if you will, or they're doubtful. So mm-hmm. there's this, again, they just have to learn and have to look into the, the word and, you know, hear some sermons about heaven or discussions about heaven or just grow in their knowledge of the Lord. So I think that's one thing, that a person could be ignorant of the benefit. If somebody doesn't have a hope of heaven, it could be that they're too attached to this world. That's the second reason I wrote down. Mm -hmm. That you don't have a hope for heaven because, frankly, you don't want to leave. Mm -hmm. You think, well, I don't want to let this go. My husband, my my kids. Right. My kids. Yeah. Obviously, that's not a good thing. And then the third thing, the third reason I would think a person, a professing Christian wouldn't have a hope of heaven is because, frankly, they're not truly converted. Mm -hmm. It's all great, but let's not talk about that. Right. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, heaven and dying and all that. That, Not that we love death for the sake of death's sake, but we love eternal life. We love the idea of Mm -hmm. looking forward with hope. And wouldn't you say, too, that that has to do sometimes with people not understanding the assurance of their faith? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That would be maybe even a fourth reason that I I hadn't considered, that, that they aren't assured of their faith. So, or, or, you know, don't have an understanding of what that means. Right. They don't understand that if they truly are in Christ, they are eternally secure. You're not going to lose your salvation. So I that's will never leave point. you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your salvation. Some other idea that I was thinking about with heaven was as believers... I think it's important that we not have a cheap view of heaven. It's an I remember way to put it. I've never been a fan of Southern gospel. Okay. Just as a musical genre. Mm-hmm. I'm just not into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies. If you're into it, I just find it campy mm-hmm. for two reasons. Mainly I find it kind of campy. 
Number one, usually when they talk about the Lord, it's not always with a high view of God. I think it's kind of a low view of God a lot of times in the music. Less than reverent. Right. And oftentimes it's about self and not about the Lord. You know, they're not praising the Lord's righteousness or whatever. It's all about, well, what have I gotten out of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I said two reasons. And I, but the third really is along with that, the view of the view of heaven, you know, where they call it glory land. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not all the time, but, and I can't, I can't list, give examples of Southern gospel songs. Cause again, I, I don't know the songs. I just have heard them. You know them when you hear them. Right. And I just find that they're, they're just not as theologically robust, mm-hmm. mature as, as like a, an Isaac Watts hymn or something right. like that. You know, a typical. A steady hymn. diet of is not. A good thing. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't like when when I hear those songs and they just have this cheap view that, you know, I just can't wait to get to glory land or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily even Southern gospel. It could be other genres as well, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it even contemporary. Right. I think it's important, though, that that we do regularly encourage ourselves and think about heaven because also it reminds us of how temporary this life is that before we know it, we're going to be there. Right. We only have so long to read our Bibles, to pray, to grow in our faith so that when we are older or infirmed or whatever, we've got that treasury of faith that the Lord has built up in us. Mm-hmm. The from. foundation. Right. In a sense, this time as mortals, I don't know how else to say it, uh, you know, this time on earth, mm-hmm. it's a really unique time in in our life as, I don't know how to say it, as an entity, you know, as, as, a, as a creature of God. Being. We're, mm-hmm. we're here for only, you know, it's kind of like saying, you're only you're only a child once, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, this is sort of our spiritual childhood, if you will. And so once we're done with this life, we'll never be this again. You know, it's, the rest of this is, is we are eternally with the Lord and everything is different. You know, mm-hmm. we even have a, a new body and, and everything. So in one sense... Do everything we can to follow the Lord in this life at this time, but also encourage ourselves in what is to come. And and with that, it, it should provide, by being mindful of heaven, it should bring us comfort. Something I was thinking about this morning as I was reading Amos and the prophecies and Israel going to be exiled. You know, judgment. We think of our own times as unique and the craziness and chaos and wickedness and sin to be at a, 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 an upper level, a higher level. 
That's probably really not the case because I think every generation has felt that way. Yeah, but regardless of that, it should bring us comfort in our time where we're at now, looking at the news, looking on the internet, the headlines, just looking around in your own neighborhood. You should find comfort as a believer that this isn't all there is. Mm-hmm. That there will be something more and better for us as a result of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I want to end with, because that's really talking about homesickness. Yes. I didn't make that term up. Nope. You want to go ahead and tell our listeners about that? Yes. She's going to glory. (laughs) Uh, I have a friend, we have a friend who has written, and this was written in 1980. She wrote about homesickness and... I want you to listen to what she had to say. Um, It's an excerpt from an article on homesickness that she wrote. In thinking about homesickness, I am reminded of an old gospel song I heard many years ago called Homesick for Heaven. Now, this is a new idea for even many Christians. Why aren't more believers homesick for heaven? For one reason, they know nothing about what it will be like. They don't read the Bible enough to develop any real hunger for the things of the Lord. They do not have that special personal relationship, which only comes from reaching out in heartfelt prayer. You naturally don't miss or get homesick for unfamiliar things. Oh, that we might come to the knowledge that our life here is so temporal. The scriptures say, quote, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. And that's from James 4.14. In view of the brevity of this life and the endlessness of eternal life, how much more we should be preparing ourselves here for the life over there. Are you homesick today? No matter how far we are from home, he is always there. Proverbs 18.24 states, There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. If you feel today that you are without friends and loved ones, isn't it wonderful to know that the Lord is always there? He is our all in all. Is he yours today? The words to the following hymn should sum up the way the believer walking close to the Lord should feel. I have a longing in my heart for Jesus. I have a longing in my heart to see his face. I am weary, oh so weary, of traveling here below. I have a longing in my heart. For him. That was written by our friend Judy Batdorf. And I'm going to get choked up. (laughs) Judy went to be with the Lord in May. And that was the, that was what her husband put in the, the program at her funeral um, on the back was the excerpt from this. And I was just really blown away by it. Uh, Judy had been sick for a long time, but she was a special lady even in the short time that I knew her. But she's not homesick anymore. Right. She's with the Lord. And that, again, that's a beautiful thing. And she's experiencing everything that we talked about and more. Yeah. And 
And so we, we praise the Lord for, for her life, for her witness, for how something she wrote 40 years ago is still touching lives today and is still pointing people to Christ. Mm -hmm. So I guess really two closing thoughts. One, I hope you're busy in this brief life doing things that point people to Jesus, whatever your thing is. You know, for us, it's trying to do this little podcast and mm -hmm. just trying to be good, faithful church members and Encourage and disciple and, and yeah, and employees at our jobs and that sort of thing. Whatever the whatever talents the Lord's given you, I hope you're using them to point people to Christ because you never know 40 years from now what kind of effect it could have, or a hundred years, or or like Whitfield, 300 years, or on and on. And two, I hope you're looking forward to heaven. I hope that you are not in any way worried about this life or dying or all of that, but that you are just born again and so in love with the Lord that you, you can't wait to be with him. Right. And you're thankful for each and every day. You want to do your best for him every day, but at the same time, you just can't wait to be there. Mm -hmm. To live as Christ. To die is gain. Mm -hmm. So we're thankful so much for you. Yes, we are. And we pray that the Lord blesses you. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bless you all. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word, looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian podcast community. It's a ministry of striving for eternity. Find more Christian podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com and on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.